Decoding Real Estate. Hello and welcome to Decoding Real Estate, a podcast from Realtors Property Resource covering the topics and trends that drive your real estate business forward. I'm host Reggie Nicolay, and today we're discussing climate change and its effects on the real estate industry with Cal Inman. Cal is the founder and CEO of Climate Check, a climate risk data provider that combines real estate, science, and technology experience. Cal has a background in real estate development. He lectures at UC Berkeley and holds a master's degree in real estate development and design. We'll be discussing how climate-related weather events are influencing consumers and their decision on where to live. Cal will share details on a new integration between RPR and Climate Check, making it easier for realtors to view any property's personalized climate risk rating and generate a risk assessment report that includes practical ways the homeowner can reduce their specific risk. So what are you waiting for? Let's get this conversation started with Cal Inman. Hey, Cal, welcome to the show. Hey, thanks for having me. Yeah, you know, um, honestly, I've been looking forward to this conversation ever since we first spoke about getting you on the podcast. And since then, by the way, I've been reminded by uh, climate change, it seems like an example after example. I'm not sure how heavy into social media you are, but there has been this video clip uh, floating around, and no pun intended, but it's a two-story beach house off the coast of North Carolina. And in the video, they show this home basically collapsing into the rising sea. And it was such a wild scene to see this house basically begin to float intact and then start to break away uh, you know, as part of the surf. And then recently, you know, I turn on the news and there's these major fires in uh, Laguna Niguel in Southern California, which is really early in the season. And you just know it's fueled by the state's uh, drought, multi-year drought. And uh, it ended up burning hundreds of acres and dozens of homes. And, you know, again, I hear about Lake Mead, you know, you, you know, that gives water to millions of people and it's fallen to historic low levels. So, you know, I'm seeing it. And I guess my first question to you is how are all these changes that we're witnessing beginning to affect the real estate industry? Yeah. I mean, uh, first off, we're seeing it just in the media everywhere, right? Social media, print journalism, television. It kind of feels like we're bombarded with it. I mean, just as an aside, we've kind of done a retrospective on all those disasters, including the house, you know, floating in the ocean, which uh, was just a wild visual. And uh, you know, always just to validate our data. And uh, and it's uh, it's intuitive. And the, that that house had a hundred percent flood risk. So I don't think it was probably wasn't a surprise for the owner. But yeah, it's it's trickling the real estate industry. Like I said, we've been bombarded uh, in the media by climate change. Uh, IPCC news. But I think more importantly, folks are experiencing these events on an individual level with more frequency, more often, and with more intensity, uh, to your point. Uh, And so I think outside of the news cycle, it's just something that's part of all of our lives. And I think there's a lot of curiosity about it. I think that creates demand for data around climate, which is what we provide, uh, help folks understand and quantify what their individual property's risk is to climate change. Um, and I think 
more specifically in real estate is probably the biggest sector impacted by climate change. Um, any stakeholder with a footprint uh, has some impact from these increased frequency and increased intensity of natural disasters. And so, I mean, we see it in commercial real estate, it's becoming best practices to look at this data and understand what the risks are moving into the future. Uh, we're seeing a lot of government regulation evolving, which we'll probably talk about a little bit more. Um, and, uh, and so it's a, a quickly evolving space and it, it's fun and uh, it's fun to bring it to every stakeholder, including the consumer and help folks really just understand the risk and, and more importantly, help them protect themselves. Understand the risk is right. I mean, you mentioned in that video of that home that it had a hundred percent flood risk. Did I hear you correctly on that? Yeah. I, don't quote me, but really, really high. Okay, but yes, a high flood risk. And on top of that, I was doing some additional research on that home and I saw that it sold just a few years back. I mean, that's startling. You know, it had high flood risk, it sold, and then within a few years, it skids into the ocean. That, if nothing more, shows extreme financial and safety risks of climate change. So, Cal, talk to me about how Climate Check can help uncover and quantify the local climate risks that a homeowner might face. Yeah, I think it's probably good to start with just what we do. Um, we look at uh, and, and just explain what climate risk is. Climate, climate risk looks at all the natural hazards that affect us as homeowners, investors and lenders uh, and 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 and. Uh, and looks at how these risk profiles of each of these things are changing over time due to a changing climate. So we look at uh, five and soon to be six categories of flood, fire, extreme heat, extreme precipitation, drought, and high wind. Uh, so lots of very broad, lots of categories, but how are each of these things that we experience every, every year, every season changing over time? Uh, and is there going to, what is the future impact going to be? How bad is it going to get, or is it going to get better or is it going to be the same? And so we help folks understand what, what that trajectory is into the future, starting with today as a baseline. So how far into the future are you looking? We use for, you know, our integration with RPR and a lot of other folks, particularly on the consumer side, we look at a 30 year look. So, you know, tracking a typical mortgage. It's also when you start seeing you know, changes, because uh, cl climate change is a slow moving ship, right? Uh, it, things are changing, but they change slowly over time. So when you look 30 years out, you start really seeing uh, some variation in, in these hazards and how they're changing. Fascinating. So, I mean, as someone who studies, you know, understands climate change, is there something that you wish everybody understood about it other than fear? Yeah, it's a really good question. I think uh, more grounding in the data around it, particularly the local data, right? We read all of these uh, fear-driven articles about, you know, uh, the ice melting and the sea level rise, and it feels like doomsday, but actually getting your arms around the data and understanding how it's going to affect your personal property. And I, I, that's really our mission is to help folks in a really easy to understand way, understand what these risks are in the future. And I think it, go, it, it cuts both ways, Reggie. It's like some people are kind of closing their eyes to risks, right? Maybe you bought the house on the beach just because you want to live there for a few years, right. you know, that particular house. And there's a lot of reasons we make decisions to buy a home. And we're not by any means saying this should be the number one reason to buy a home or not buy a home. 
But I think some people underestimate the risk. But also on the other end, a lot of folks overestimate the risk, right? Uh, and we've seen that a lot over COVID uh, on, on both sides, like lots of reactions to risk. But once you start quantifying it, understanding it, uh, you can make better decisions uh, about how you can protect yourself and pr- probably the biggest investment most of us will make in our, in our home. Right. It's fascinating. I mean, now you, we've talked about a few examples of climate risk, but talk to me a little bit about some different ways that it's impacting all of our lifestyles today. Like what, what's happening before our eyes? Yeah. Again, I'll kind of lean back on commercial real estate and that industry is really far ahead from kind of the consumer side and ingesting the data, using it as a decision-making point, helping them reduce their risks. Uh, and I think Really, it comes down to a few things. The first is is cost of home ownership, uh, and the most obvious one there is insurance costs. Uh, here in California, you know we've seen crazy spikes in premiums around you know the increasing fires we're experiencing. Other costs of home ownership can include utility costs, right? The cost of your water, uh, or, or home improvements you need to to do to help mitigate some of these risks. So I think. You know, that's really the bottom line for a homeowner, home seller, home buyers. How much is this home going to cost me into the future? Um, and, and the second thing is quality of life. Uh, as the environment changes, as the climate changes, you know, we see an increasing frequency of hot days, for instance. So I think being aware of how hot this area is going to be and how many of those hot days you're going to experience is going to affect the quality of life. And that may be good for some people. Some people may enjoy that. And that's really personal. Uh, but then that goes back to uh, cost of home ownership, right? If there, you're going to have more of these hot days, there's going to be more days where you're using your AC. Uh, maybe you need to do more attic insulation or wall insulation or put in those double pane windows you've been waiting to put in. So and that's, that's quality of life. And, then, uh, and that could extend to these total loss shock hazards, right? Like experiencing wildfires in your neighborhood or floods that disrupt your commute or disrupt your life, your, your family's home. Uh, and I think the last kind of thing that it is really asset pricing. And if we don't put measures in place to protect our individual homes and our communities, um, I think we'll see some fluctuation in asset pricing. As more and more people think about the, these factors, price them in. Uh, and so I think, yeah, those three categories, uh, the co- ongoing cost of ownership, uh, quality of life, and uh, and and the price of a home or a property. I mean, if that doesn't confirm the need for climate risk data, you know, what does, which really is a great lead in to talk about the recent integration that Climate Check and RPR put together for realtors. Um, this excites me. You know, I'm seeing realtors excited in the data set. And so let's talk a little bit about it for me. I mean, so for any property now, an agent click on the residential or the commercial side, they can click through from a property and they can get a risk rating. Go a little deeper into that risk rating and what's, what, what kind of score that is, what's included. Yeah, so we provide, you know, part of our mission, we provide free for consumers an understanding of what their risk is uh, to, to climate change. So we start on the highest level with all of our attention spans, including mine. We give a rating of one through 100 for every one of these hazards we've been discussing. Uh, one being the lowest risk, 100 being the highest risk. And that one through 100 rating is a relative rating across the US. So you can compare two properties you know, in Boston and Livermore. 
uh, California. And you could you can compare each of those hazards to each other. And then that's kind of used as a screening tool uh, or uh, as a first step. And then when we, we see a risk, we provide basic metrics around that risk. So for flood, what's the probability of a flood happening? What's the depth of a flood happening? Uh, and, and, and allowing folks to dig deeper and deeper. And then on our website, uh, you can pull a full report for free. And inside that is a really deep dive. Uh, maps, flood maps, uh, graphs over time of how these hazards are changing. Uh, geographic comparisons, how you stack up against your neighbors or adjacent communities. Uh, so we really provide kind of at the highest level snapshot all the way down to, to a deep dive. And then the last piece that's in there is just really transparent methodologies about where the data comes from, which is government and academic sources. Uh, and we really give the full ingredients about how, how we bake the cake and how, how we give you the data and where it comes from and uh, leaning on just the most uh, trustworthy sources. You know, I think that's one of the things that I noticed the most about the report that you speak of is, well, first of all, how thorough it was, but also how well balanced it was between the science, you know, and then also like what I can do as a homeowner to um, to mitigate this or to make it better for my experience. And I think that's so empowering. So how is it that you hope agents will use this data and these reports with their consumer? I mean, have you already thought that through? Yeah, look, we want to support brokers and agents uh, with the information they need to answer the consumer's questions. I mean, just like market trends, uh, home improvement, ideas, uh, termite reports, all of the things that realtors do day in, day out, answering the customer's questions, taking friction out of the transaction, finding someone their dream home, helping the seller sell their home. Uh, this We want to help them because consumers are asking these questions. Agents are saying, hey, we're getting these questions and we are a reliable source and we want to be an accessible source to agents so they can instantly have answers to the questions, not what the risks are, which helps, right? Quantifying, putting rails around it, but also how can we help you answer the questions? What can you do to improve your property to reduce those risks and ultimately take friction out of the transaction and help people get get in the homes? I love this. And I mean, I, I'd like to actually talk about some of these, these things that we can do to our homes. I'd probably have a list of, of honeydews myself here at my house in Northern California. I mean, we have water stress, I know, looking at the report and obvious fire risk. So, I mean, can you give me a few examples of what I should be doing as a homeowner? Yeah, totally. I mean, I'll start with just a shameless plug, like anyone looking at any property, go to RPR, check out the, the risk ratings, uh, pull a full report. Um, and in that report, we have a list of uh, projects that you can do to reduce the risks of each hazard uh, that you're experiencing in your location. Uh, but I think, Reggie, for you specifically, you know, fire is a big issue. It's something we I contend with here, also being in Northern California, something top of mind. It's uh, We're experiencing it every year. And we've done a bunch of stuff to our property. Uh, to We call it hardening 
the property. Uh, and I think even before that, I mean, let's revisit insurance. Let's make sure we're insured kind of as a right. baseline, right? Fire, a uh, flood, if we're experiencing a high wind hail, let's make sure we're insured for these big loss events. But I think beyond that, the easy home improvement projects that aren't, don't break the bank, um, remove the dry brush around your house. Uh, we cut down 30 trees around our property last year to reduce you know, the fire risk if the fire came through. And then really easy things that seemed obvious, but I had never done. Uh, remove the big stack of firewood from the side of my house and move it away from the house. Uh, or a great one is roof fence. Uh, one of the biggest causes of combustion of a home is when there's a wildfire in your area, an ember you know, flies a mile and a half and goes, gets sucked right into your roof vent because the screen on your roof vent is too coarse. The holes are too big. So a really simple project we can do is go down to Home Depot, get finer uh, roof vent with smaller holes in it and, and cover it and prevent embers from getting in there. So none of these projects I described are, are prohibitively expensive. There's something we can all do. It's all best practices for maintenance. And then I think, you know, drought similarly, I think, again, the stuff, the stuff seems simple. Let's, let's make sure we have a focus on low flow uh, water fixtures, toilets. Uh, maybe you should put that, you took, probably took that little ring out of your shower so you get more water splashing on your face and you take a shower every morning, put that back in. Uh, and, uh, and rainwater collection. These are, are things we can do to reduce our water consumption at, as we experience kind of increasing uh, water utility bills for domestic water. Hearing you mention all this, you know, it's so evident why a buyer would want to be aware of all this, but it's really a marketing feature for a seller too, isn't it? You know, if they've done this to their home, um, if they've hardened the, the property, that's, this is a, a advantageous. Totally. You're a seller. Look, this data is transparent uh, and becoming ubiquitous, right? So the buyers have access to it. They're looking at it. They're not stupid. They know they're, in a high, they're buying in a high fire risk area. But if you're a seller, come aware of it, make the improvements you need and say, part of your due diligence, hey, this, this is a high fire risk. But look, we've done these things to harden the home. We're aware of it. Let's move past that issue. If somebody's out there and they're trying to follow the news in the industry, I'm assuming you're tapped in. I mean, you're really making it most of the time. I've seen all the PhDs on your team. Um, but like, what news and media sources are you following regularly? Yeah, well, look, what I follow is like probably too much for, uh, <laughs> for anyone else to follow. In a previous life, I, I wouldn't have had the time to follow it. But I think us as a company, it's imperative that we follow the best science. So we need to understand what all the current research is, uh, what's, what's being printed in the journals, uh, and, and what are best practices for understanding climate science, uh, and what are the newest technologies. And that's a lot to take in. And so we want to do that job for, for folks, right? Understand what the best data is, communicate it in an easy understanding way that's searchable by your property. But I think, look, to read about climate change, all you have to do is open up any newspaper, Wall Street Journal, New York Times, uh, your local newspaper uh, and, and television. It's just we're, it's, it's overwhelming how much information is there. And uh, look, our, our blog itself is a great source of just information. We summarize whatever's going on in the space from government regulation to uh, how you can protect your home. And that's climatecheck.com, correct? Yeah. yeah. 
So as we wrap up, knowing that, you know, you've got realtors here at the moment, you know, any last words of wisdom as they try to incorporate this climate risk data in their outreach with property owners? Yeah. I mean, for agents, I I think about another another arrow in your quiver Uh, as you get questions, you know, particularly from millennial Gen Z buyers who are going to overwhelm the market here shortly. uh, Be prepared. You know, it's, it's, it's the information. It's easy to consume. It's accessible. Uh, and we just want to help answer your, your, your customers' questions, whether they're a seller or a buyer or a homeowner that's a future seller or buyer. Um, and uh, and we, we want to be a, a resource for folks. Cal, thank you for joining us today. I mean, you are extremely knowledgeable and that knowledge transfer is very empowering. I really appreciate you taking the time. And for all of our listeners out there, um, we hope you enjoyed today's show. Uh, Please remember, this feature is now live. Visit RPR and check out the Climate Check integration from any property. Uh, Also, subscribe to the Decoding Real Estate podcast on your favorite podcasting platform. And for now, take care, and we'll talk with you soon. Mm -hmm.